0: You are listening to the weekly podcast of Transformation Life Church in Muskegon, Michigan. We pray you enjoy today's message.
1: Glory, hallelujah!
0: Man, I'm on now. I'm on now. Hey, how many? Um, how many love the worship team up here? know i think i think they've Mm -hmm. been practicing together now maybe twice or three times so you know what they're doing well aren't they for newbies
1: glory to god but that's the anointing of god yes
0: our heart is that we flow in the anointing of god not just in singing songs Amen. amen amen well we're gonna give some announcements we got uh we got communion scheduled for this morning, too, and uh, I don't know, we got all. We still have a lot to do, so we might get out of here by three. I still got to preach my message, you know, I didn't get to do that. That's an hour. Gary's looking at me like, I don't know about... <laughs> well, we'll see what he gets to.
2: Okay, youth group tonight, five to seven. Oh, that was a little... Thank you guys. Thank you. Encourage me. I'm here all day. (laughs) Women's group Tuesday night 6 p.m. We've been starting about 6.15 with worship and getting into the word. So it has been good. Come on out and join us. And I mean people trickle in. It's okay. And I think we had, we started out with like Seven or eight women here, and we ended up with like 22 by the time we were, by the time everyone got here. So I'm encouraged. So Men's group, Thursday night, 630. Where are we, Acts? Acts chapter four. Acts chapter five. Five. I thought you said that wrong the just, other day. I was there too.
0: <laughs> Don't think I wasn't there.
2: So Acts so five. I've heard they've been having a really good time diving into the word. So come on out and join them too. I think they had, what you said, 15, 16 guys on Thursday night, so plenty of room, plenty of room for you to join in. I want to take a minute and thank everyone who had their hands in yesterday. We did a big game dinner here, and we didn't know what kind of turnout we were going to get, but there was probably 120 people at least here, and God provided all of the food. We had... um, there was venison, and pheasant, and duck, and um, we did Slappy bison. Joes. Oh, bison. Yep. Yes. So and I, I didn't mean,
0: get any of the bison ones, so Stacy, where are you at? You can make <laughs> some more later. I heard they were good.
2: You know, everybody so. who chipped in, everybody who set up and cleaned up, I appreciate you all. They made this. Now, this fundraiser was for the Rafa Center, and they made over $3,100. So... That is a blessing. So upcoming, our fellowship dinner is February 18th. We're doing the chili cook-off, so make your best chili. And then we're gonna have hot dogs on the side so we won't forget our kiddos and anyone else who would like a hot dog. So we will make sure we have plenty of food they're gonna have next week. They'll have a list out on the board of like side things that they need you know, to go with that kind of stuff. And that way, if you're not gonna bring chili, you can sign up for something else. So that we know we're covered. Okay. Um, don't forget membership class coming up on March 16th. It'll start at 9 a.m. We'll have donuts in the morning and coffee, and then we'll have lunch served. Um, please see me if you're coming. We want to make sure we have enough books already prepared so that everybody has their books and ready for the class.
0: See, we figure if we don't do a good job, a good enough job of convincing you we're worth joining, we'll at least feed you, which maybe you'll do it just for that reason. You know, food's good, I guess I'll be around.
2: (laughs) We do a lot of food around here. (laughs) Um, Okay, some big changes happening. Starting March 3rd, so this is going to be the beginning of the month. We're going to change things up. So we're going to have our regular morning services. Don't forget that. But we're going to move youth group. Youth group will be from 3.30 to 5.30 to make way for our night service that we're going to start It's going to be called Back to Basics. Six o'clock. This is kind of a trial thing. You guys are going to prove if we're going to keep our night services or if we're going to have them go away again. So we got to have the turnout, the people to support, come out and enjoy. But we want to start with going back to the basics. And so this is where we're going to start, and then it will evolve from that direction. So get that on your calendars. Youth group, make sure the change. Because it's going to be a long day for them, too. <laughs> so They're young. Another So we're going to go over a couple changes happening. So starting next week, they will serve donuts and coffee in the cafe from 9 to 9.45. Then the cafe will be closed. We will shut the doors to the cafe, and then they will reopen as soon as service is open uh, over service is over they'll have it reopened and they can you can go in and have a donut before you leave and coffee um, we've just had a lot of people still sitting in this in the kitchen area in the cafe at quarter after 10 because they're still eating their donuts and so we're encouraging you to come early come on into the service and be prepared when service starts at 10 a.m. okay so that's why over the change but you'll see the doors will be shut and there'll be a sign on there um, that is closed okay
0: well, the other reason for the change has really been how many people leave during the service to go back to the cafe and get a donut during service. And so part of the whole thing is is the presence of God is is supposed to be our focus and the key. And then you may not think it's a big deal, but you're sitting next to somebody who's maybe trying to get something from God, hear something from God, and then you get up and go out three or four different times. Now, I get it. If you got to go out and go to the bathroom, please do. We don't want to <laughs> clean up after anybody. You know what I'm saying? But we don't need three trips in a service, and, and sometimes that's happening. It's two or three trips from people going back to the cafe, and it's just we're just trying to cut down on that because at the end of the day, it's about who's here and wants to hear from God. If your hunger is a donut... Come early. Come early and get a donut. But we're trying to get you to be hungry for God. Or stay late. (laughs) Okay,
2: another small thing. I had announced this a few weeks ago, but I'm going to re-say it again. This parking lot that's out here on the back side. um, We ask that if you're able to walk, that you park out here in the parking lot and walk up to the church. Um, We're running out of parking places. You know, there's um, people that have to be here early for worship practices and getting doors open and things like that. And so we reserve that area and there's handicap spots for people who can't walk as far. And when them spots are gone, they don't have a place. We do have some parking out here for handicap too. Um, we we're were we gonna get them, you know, once the weather's better, we will get them marked better. And that way you'll know where the handicap spots are. But there are some back here if you have trouble walking, we want you to use these, these spots. But if you're able to walk, please park out there, okay? Um, tithe reports went out yesterday if you have email you should have gotten your tithe reports please make sure you get them printed I think the way this I know the old system they used to go away in a couple
0: weeks if you did 30 days you 30, have 30 days. days to click on it and save it
2: yeah save it or print it or whatever you need to do um, if you need a copy hand copy please see um, one of the staff members we will make sure that you get a copy Print it out for you if you need that. I did have a few today that I did hand out, and I got a couple more that's going in the mail tomorrow. So we can either mail it, or you can see us, and we can get you that report, okay? Okay, so we have a video we want to play about cohorts.
3: Bishop Kenneth and Vicki Armstrong. I think wanted. I
0: shut off the sound on your computer.
2: This is Pastor Rod from our main church in Columbus.
3: Bishop Kenneth and Vicki Armstrong, what a great joy and honor right here on National Cohort Day to salute you and Transformation Life Church for establishing that great Ballard Christian College cohort right there on your campus. And I also want to take this opportunity to thank you for coming alongside me, supporting the mandate on my life from God to do everything in my power to restore a nation, revitalize a civilization, and rescue a generation. A vision that can only truly be achieved two ways, authentic evangelism and Christian education. I believe that the partnership between City Harvest Network and Valor Christian College is accelerating the benefits of higher education for students and churches across the country, your unyielding commitment to hosting a cohort is a testament to your leadership, to your dedication, to invest in the next generation of world changers. I'd love to see you and your cohort students here at the HARV for our upcoming Valor Christian College VIP weekend, March 1st through the 3rd with a backstage pass to this global ministry.
0: Do you want to
2: come and talk
0: about that a little more? So um, March 1st through the 3rd, um, youth will talk about that tonight too, but we're going to be going down to um, World Harvest Church in Columbus, Ohio. So it'll be Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. And they do a lot. They, they'll keep us busy. Youth that go down there will be able to stay in the dorms and hang out with, uh, and I've heard some great, they have a great time. They literally can be up all night doing worship, doing whatever. They're always tired when they come in on Saturday morning and look like they didn't sleep. And um, But they'll go out and do some street ministry. They'll have some specific time where you get to meet some of the professors. Um, that if you're taking a class there, you'll be sitting in their classes. Or if you do it online, you'll be They'll be your professor online as well, and you'll get to meet some of the professors, which I never did that when I was taking classes there. I just didn't take the time to go down there. I knew about it. And I never did. But then once I started going down there with other youth, I was like, man, I really missed out because you really get to know people, and you get to know the teachers, the instructors, the professors, That they actually talk to you down there and carry on a conversation, and you get to hear, you know, what they like and their heart, and it creates a connection, and uh, makes, makes the education a lot. So it'll be a good time, and then they have a purity service on Saturday night where they really work on you setting a, your life apart for God, and uh, then Sunday morning service there, and they'll give away scholarships and different things like that, so they, they stay busy, and uh, it's a great time. So we're going to be loading up as many as want to go and go down there. Um, this is open to people who are taking
2: classes online, adults taking classes. Yep online can go down too so then you'll be able to meet or if you're thinking about possibly taking classes through Valor um, this is a great time to go down there and especially for the youth preparing you know and deciding if they're going to go to college or what their next steps are it's just a great experience um, to go.
0: Yeah so one thing about Valor is, is that they challenge you. They challenge you to think about Tammy said it one time, she goes, man, if I wasn't saved, I don't know if I'd serve God after some of their classes, you know, (laughs) because they challenge you to think about why you believe what you believe.
2: So how many in here are taking classes right now? Tammy's taking classes. Um, I know there's a few others that are taking classes online. And then we have how many down in-house right now, down there? Joel's down there.
0: Joel, um,
2: Gage. Yeah, Gage just went. Um, he's enjoying himself immensely. I don't, I don't know how many we got. Videos now. that I've seen that well, he's put online.
0: There's. Yes. There was, yeah, VIP weekend. And Gage just had a great time. Um, we did an outreach where we did this. They called it Sunday Sidewalk School. Sunday, Sidewalk Sunday School. And we have actually done this. So it's kind of cool. They set up a bounce houses. And then they had a whole skit and everything. And the kids came in and. We fed them and got to pray for them and had a bunch of kids give their life to Christ. And so that was one of the things we did while we were down there that was a lot of fun. Uh, Gracie found a cat and wanted to keep it, and I said, no, the cat can go find somewhere else to live. It will not ride in the vehicle back to uh, Michigan. So she was mad at me, I know. She was like, come on, look at the cat. It's so pretty. I'm like, no, it's not. It's got to go. No. <laughs> But, you know, we have, a great, we have a great time. And then we develop. One of the things we got to do as a church is we just got to develop relationship with each other. Because how are we supposed to judge each other? It's, oh, we're not supposed to judge. Well, we all do. All them people that tell you that lie about don't judge, they're already judging you before they said don't judge. They're just lying. We're going to judge each other. We're going to look at each other and make an opinion, Right? But we're not supposed to judge each other by the outward appearance, but by the heart. God judges by the heart, and if we're supposed to be like God, we got to judge by the heart. And you don't know the heart of somebody by only seeing them once in a while and maybe seeing how they act in the natural, but never getting to know their heart. And when you get to know somebody's heart, if for some reason they happen to do something that maybe you don't like. Anybody ever had that happen? How many have a best friend... I mean, like literally a best friend that you hung around with all the time, and then one day they did something that just made you mad. Anything like that ever happened with a best friend? Okay. But now, I bet your best friend stayed your best friend. Well, in, in, on average, your best friend stays your best friend. Because you're like, you, you might separate for a while, you might fight about it, but eventually you might come back together. Because what it is, is you'll be like, well that was one day, that was a bad time, but I really know this person and we've had a great life together and they helped me and blah, blah, blah. So we overlook things. What happens in the church, because we're so super spiritual, I mean super sensitive, is that, somebody, <laughs> both, is that somebody does something and you're like, oh, I don't like what they did. And so, boom. And instead of getting to know somebody, And when they do something that maybe was out of their character in general, if you really knew them, you'd be like, man, you know, I'm picking on Tammy because I'm looking right at her. Be like, Tammy must have had a bad day because she doesn't normally act like that. She hasn't had any bad days lately since she got nutmeg, you know. (laughs) Nutmeg is tempering her. She just like all love now. Uh, But... You know, you know, you know what I'm saying, though. No, Which I'm, is her
2: dog, okay? So everyone Nutmeg knows is it's her, her dog. dog. Yeah,
0: she she traded Rich in for a dog. I don't know. I don't know. I saw Nutmeg was a cuddling with Rich too, so I think it's a family thing now. But but you know what I'm saying? That's that's what happens. Somebody gets mad, something happens. People just go and they leave because they don't know who we are as individuals, and so they they're offended immediately, and they. they but when they know who you are. They can get over that. You know, they might be a little mad at you for a few minutes, but then we can work it out. And that's what we should be because, you know what, we're all human, and none of us are going to be perfect all the time. And, but when we know each other, we really begin to care for each other, then we can overlook those things and say, because the Bible says this, and we're supposed to live by the Word of God, even though that's contrary to some people's uh, religious beliefs. The Word of God says that love covers a multitude of sin. So when we learn to love and somebody makes a mistake or sins or does something wrong, then we love covers it, right? And we can keep that bond. And how can people come from a dying and hurting world into a place where God's supposed to be if, in the place God's supposed to be, there's division and strife and anger and right. What are they going to find? They're, they won't find unity in that, but they won't find God in that. And so we have an obligation to cover each other with love, and not not that everything's love and you can do whatever you want and get away with it. Eventually, you might be like squash your toes or something. But we're supposed to do it in love, so that when the world comes in. They like, you know what? I feel the love in here, and I like being here. Was I supposed to cover all that? Did I get that done?
2: Well, it just leads into. So, if you are interested in going to VIP, please let us know right away because we have to get hotel rooms for the adults and places for the kids to stay at in the dorms. So, yeah, that's what we were talking about VIP. Yes.
0: Yeah, that was it right there. I don't know where I went, but, you know. He went to love. Love one another. Love so. one another. Just trying to get you to love me despite all my flaws, you know. Okay,
2: uh, my, <laughs> okay so Larry's coming to do the offering.
0: And before he does that, okay. one more thing. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> um, now you distracted me now. So don't forget our I'm prayer clause. Up, Please pray For all this. of you that are part of Valor, so we need to develop. What we want to make a viable cohort. Explain what that is. A cohort is really everybody that's online taking classes that live in this area. They're not in Columbus. So when you go to Columbus and take classes there, you are part of a campus life, right? They all go here together, go here together, do this together, in class together. Well, we're not going to necessarily do in class together and stuff. But I really want to develop a cohort part where everybody that's doing online classes can get together, talk about some of the things, work through some things that's going on with their classes, and then also create kind of a campus life where we can we can just get together sometimes and enjoy what God's doing, and be able to share what God's doing. So literally create almost like a campus life and to help and, them with their ministries, right? And so that help if them.
2: Right. If you're taking, doing certain uh, ministry, maybe we can help you here in the church by giving you a task or a job to do yes. to encourage what you're going into.
0: So that's part of our thing is, right, so the calling of God for a ministry is to raise up right raise up the saints of God for the work of the ministry for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. That's the word of God. And so part of that is and, and so you know, we're working on it a little bit. You know, we have a lady that lives over on the east side. They watch us online and stuff. And she comes over here once a month to connect with us. And I'm supposed to, like, guide her and teach her and, you know, and, and, and mentor her and give her things to do to mentor. And so that's part of it. And we want to do that at a greater level. So I'm actually looking for anybody that thinks they might be interested in helping establish that cohort, that campus life, that would want to work with us. Um, that would be something to think about, and because um, we're going to be looking at doing that and expanding that, and then also that way we can get other people from the community can come into Valor, even if they don't go to church here, they can still go to Valor and be part of that cohort. So, okay. can Larry come do the offering now? Can
2: Larry, can you come do the
0: offering now? I don't know if she was telling me or asking permission. I, I wasn't sure.
4: Uh, welcome everyone. My name is Larry Doran. I'm the lead here at Transformation Life for the men's ministry. And uh, we're here to talk about offering today. Offering. You know, we just had a great altar call. You know, these these folks all need things, you know. And we all need things from the Lord, from our brothers and sisters. We all need support. God gives us that support. He gives us this church as our support. And with that being said, we give him the seed to plant in this church. And we're thankful for all he gives us. So with that being said, I do have something that I picked up. if I can get it off here. A prayer. As we offer this treasure and our hearts to you, O God, may they use, be used to pass on the promise of hope, of peace, of life, of community to all in need of your gifts and presence in their lives. Lord, we thank you in your mighty name. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Um, if the team doing the communion wants to start getting that ready, um, get that ready. I gotta just cover something because, you know, I've been saying since I started this church, um, or since God started this church and put me here, however you want to say that. Um, I always made this comment that if I ever preach something contrary to the Word of God, please walk out them doors, right? And I didn't, I didn't uh, preach anything really against the Word of God, but I need to correct something I said last week. Um, I appreciate those that came to me and said, hey, by the way, you kind of messed that up. Because I tell them all the time to double-check what I say, I don't know if they do or not, but now I do now because I was wrong and they were making me aware of it. You know, somebody even asked if I was making it if I was wrong trying to quiz them to see if they were paying attention. So maybe, maybe I did. I don't know. You know what I didn't, but let's go with that. I like it. I was doing it wrong to make you check. So put the script, put the picture up there of the coverings over the tabernacle. I thought it was interesting. I was listening to Pastor Rod, and uh, that is my spiritual father. That is my pastor, Pastor Rod. I do communicate um, more so with David Amos than him, but I also communicate with him. And so um, they'll keep you in checks and balances. He has no problem telling you if you're off, (laughs) which is good. Checks and balances are good. And he said the other day, he goes, everybody keeps preaching about 2024, the year of the open door, the year of the open door, the year of the open door. And he says, I haven't heard one preacher preach about the open door was to Jesus. And I said, well, I have been. Aren't you watching me? So the open door is into the presence of God. Listen, we are in a war. If you don't think we're in a war, I don't recommend watching the news. And in 24, 12 being the number of government, 24 being 12 and 12, two governments that oppose each other fighting over your life. And I said this last week on January 24th of 24, 24 of 24 of the very first month, we sh- we saw what we saw what's going on in the spiritual manifest itself in the natural. We saw the federal government going to, at war with a state government. Now they've been at war multiple times, but this one became public in a way we've never seen before. So I'm not saying that to get into the political battle. I'm just saying that that which that which is in the Spirit will always manifest in the natural. And I believe that was just a sign of things to come. Okay? So last week I was talking about the coverings over the tabernacle, and I messed this up. So I'm going to give you some notes here, so you can go home and look at it, and get and, and, and uh, I'll correct it. So the first covering is a large white covering. That large white linen, it talks about it in Exodus 26, 1, and then also in Exodus 36, 8 through 13. That white covering is the righteousness of Christ. The righteousness of Christ. That covering has over it the second layer. And this is where I messed up, because I said I said uh, the goats, the second covering is the goat's hair, so they had to take goat's hair and they weave this covering, and then that went over the top of it. And I made the comment that the goat's hair was dyed red, but that's not true. I got ahead of myself and I misspoke, and I said that the goat's hair, so the goat's hair is on top of the righteousness in Christ Jesus the goat's hair is representative of our old nature our old nature. the old nature then is covered by the third covering which is ram skin the ram skin is dyed red. the ram skin or the goat's hair you can read about that in Exodus 26:7 and Exodus 36:14 through18. The ram skin dyed red, you can read about that in Exodus 26, 14, and Exodus 36, 19. If you know the story of Isaac, the ram skin, Moses takes his son by the direction of God. I don't recommend this unless you know God spoke to you. I'm sorry. Abraham, good grief. At least you're doing it now wait till after service I'd have to do this all again next week I should start reading the Bible (laughs) yeah who built the ark was that Moses no just kidding um so (laughs) so if you know the story of Abraham and God spoke to him and said Abraham take thy son thy only son Right, And they created the wood and everything they needed for a sacrifice and bring him up on this mountain. And Isaac asked his dad, he's like, why are we going? And he says, we're going to go up here and sacrifice. And he says to Abraham, he says, well, where is the lamb? And so he said that Abraham's prophetic response, It's a prophetic response. God will provide himself a lamb. Okay? So they get up there. He puts Isaac on there goes through the whole thing. He's about to kill him. God finally shows up, says, now I know that you love me. And then all of a sudden, there's a ram stuck in the thicket. What's a ram? A ram is a mature lamb sheep. When Jesus died he wasn't a lamb. He was a lamb of God but he was mature. He was an adult. So the ram was a type and shadow of Jesus. So then God gives the direction to Moses in the temple to make sure that the Ram's blood is covered in red, is, is dyed red, signifying the blood of Jesus Christ that gives us what covers our sin that allows us to become righteous, right? So I just wanted to throw that out there. You know, one of my favorite scriptures in John chapter 1, verse 29 is, is John the Baptist. I love John the Baptist. I love the thing about uh, a voice crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of God. It's always been something in me. I just love John the Baptist. I don't know if I liked it because he yelled at them all, called them whitewashed sepulchers. You religious people need to repent. I don't know. Maybe I like that. I don't know. But anyway, um, but he he says that Jesus, when Jesus is coming towards him, he literally says in John chapter one verse twenty-nine. He says, "Behold, the Lamb of God, that takes away the sins of the world." Um. Anyway, I just wanted to let you know I, because I, I accidentally said the goat's hair was dyed red. I believe instead of the ram's skin dyed red, and then the fourth covering in the book of Exodus chapter twenty-six, uh, uh, verse. 14 also found in 36 verse 19 the Bible calls it a badger's skin it's an interesting thing when you look at it because the badgers there weren't badgers in that area so they had to gather the badgers they had to go get it they had to go get the covering the badger skin was waterproof. The badger's skin protected everything. When the covering went over that tabernacle that was on the inside of the outer court, the tabernacle, when the coverings went on there, there was no light on the inside. When you're in the outer court, you're illuminated by natural light. A man thinks in the natural what is right? Right? But our thoughts are not his thoughts, and our ways are not his ways. But when we're in the outer court, we have a natural light that can affect the way we see things and how we understand things. When we step into the tabernacle, there's no light in there, no natural light. The coverings make it dark. There's a menorah in there, we'll talk about that later, for light. But the light on the inside is only the light from God. So now you're you're operating underneath the spiritual lighting of your ways. Open up their eyes, you would hear Jesus say, that they would understand. I find it interesting that he traveled around for three and a half years with disciples. And just before he went to heaven, he blew into them and said, uh, Receive ye the Holy Ghost to open up the eyes of their understanding. And I thought to myself, my goodness, they traveled with him for three and a half years, and Jesus still said, you need to have your eyes open." Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to correct that because um, the badger skin, I've read some stuff where they talk about um, uh, dolphin skins and different things like that that they talk about in other other writings. The Bible actually does say badger skin. But that's an outward protection from the external elements. So the external elements should not and cannot get through the blood of Jesus in in into your life to affect you. You think about that. You're to live your life without the external elements affecting you. That's not easy to do. But it can be done. It can be done. And I just wanted to cover that because you know what I was wrong and I want to you know what you you should uh, you, you should be able to trust what I say and make sure I get it right. And then the other thing is, though, but you should always check what is being said anyway because I'm not your source, right? Outward protection from the elements of our world, our cultural elements, worldly elements, um, you know, rain, Wind, all the things in the natural, but they represent things that they represent things in the natural, and they also represent things in the spirit realm. So, um, and that is outward protection, uh, so that it can't get into your life. And so, anyway, I just wanted to make sure we. I corrected that because I, I do want to make sure that I'm accurate on what I say, and it, it was not intentionally, but I got going. And I, I was wrong, and, uh, and, and I had lots of people tell me, hey, and I appreciate that. I really do. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't tell any of them. They couldn't come back. <laughs> so we're going to do um, uh, communion this morning. We have really made it a point this year to do communion on a regular basis. And as we're studying who Jesus is, and, you know, the fact that the tabernacle was a reflection of Jesus, right? The Old Testament is foreshadows and points to Jesus. Jesus didn't come back to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. What does that mean? it means that the things in the Old Testament that were put there were symbolisms or, or things that would teach you that you needed a Savior. There's an Old Testament scripture that says that the, the law is a schoolmaster. What is a schoolmaster? A schoolmaster was not the teacher. The schoolmaster was the one that brought you to the teacher. The Old Testament laws are schoolmasters. They'll bring you to a place where you'll understand that in and of yourself, you cannot do it. And they'll get brought to the teacher. And the teacher will teach you how to do it. Right? And so, uh, Jesus is the the source that gives us the ability to live this life. In and without Him, we have no choice. We have no possibility of doing it. There's not one of us in here. You know, you think about the Old Testament. They had over 613 or 16 or 19 laws or something they had to 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 submit to. Think about that. 600. We struggle with 10. Now our government has like Thousands. Thousands of laws. Anyway, it makes no sense. We don't need thousands of laws. We need two. Love your neighbor. (laughs) Love thy Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, and soul. And the second one is similar in that you love your neighbor as yourself. Two laws. That's all you need. So we're going to take communion this morning. And we started this. We had a hodgepodge bakery. Actually, makes this bread for us. They 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 offered to do that. It's an unleavened bread, similar to that which was um, how it was done in the Old Testament. And you know, we used to have this thing where you passed around a cup and a little wafer. And and uh, I don't know. They this is a little more intimate. This is a little more personal. And um, so. Is that, everybody all right with doing it this way? Yeah. yeah I mean you know if you're against it don't raise your hand and if you're, if you love it you know the, <laughs> the uh, yeah it doesn't taste great just forewarn you it's not gonna taste great so uh, but it's not horrible it's not as bad as the first time because they they, they actually do a better job of making it but Jesus said, Je- oh, oh first time she made it so if she's not here next week you know I just offended her and uh, she's she's not going to be back' uh, I'll, I'll uh, we'll talk after service and try to mend that over uh, but he said to his disciples when they were in the upper room right he said take and eat this is my body right and And then Paul talks about it later, and he said this is a revelation that was given to him, right? Take and eat. This is my body that is broken for you. And to take it as oft as you would remember. And then, you know, it's take this cup. This is my blood that I spilled for you. That's what it symbolizes. When he stood in front of all the people that were following him because of how great he was, and he said, unless... You hate your, your mother and your father. Unless you will eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. And you're like, whoa, this is a hard saying. And they all scattered. And then he looked at his disciples and says, do you leave me too? And they had a revelation and an understanding of where else could we go? But you have the words of life. And so this is just to remember It's a representation of Jesus, the bread, his body broken for us on a cross that gives us our healing, and by his stripes we are healed. He was bruised for our iniquity. What's iniquity? You are born in iniquity. David said, I am fashioned and born in iniquity. When you come out of your mother's womb, it's it's the sin that, that is passed down through the generations. You can't get out of it. You're born with it, right? So he was bruised for our iniquity, right? And the chastisement of his peace was laid upon him. And then the blood of Jesus that poured down that cross and went all the way back in time and all the way forward in time to cover us and to, and to sanctify us. That's what this represents. So if you want to just come up, we can make three lines. And they're going to come up, and you get to break off um, some of the bread. You'll dip it in there, and then just take of that. And, um, Becca, if you want to just throw a little bit of worship on just for a minute. Take your time and just think about the price that Jesus paid for us.